Well, hello there. This is Jonathan Starkey, and this is your absolutely fabulous digital pub landlord of that wonderful pub called Cheshire Matters. Now, I've been talking to the very knowledgeable stats about the Human Rights Act Reform, a modern Bill of Rights consultation. Now, just as a recapitulation, the consultation is over. So, the United Kingdom has a long, proud and diverse history of freedom. This stretches from Magna Carta in 2015, the 1689 Claim and Bill of Rights, and the Slave Trade Act of 1807, through to the 1918 Representation of the People Act. And I'm with Mark now, and Mark, we are doing part three. Is that not right, sir? That's correct. Yes, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. And we're at that lovely venue, the Traveller's Rest, once again. And I have to say, I can't believe how quiet it is. It's just really, really good. Let's hope it stays that way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in my point of view, it's a very interesting series of conversations, and we are now on to part three. Mark? Go ahead, kick us off. Well, I thought in part three we could go through some of the conclusion, basically the government's plans and what, okay. they, what they plan to do. Now, there's lots of different options and scenarios proposed by the government, so I'm not going to go through all of them. It'll be far too time-consuming and I think a bit of a turn-off for the list. Well, you'll, be, be, honest, do- you'll, be, asleep. <laughs> you'll be doing an angle, a right yes. angle, 360, a Steve. Correct, so if anyone <laughs> wants to... Yeah. No, I'll keep this short. <laughs> Go ahead. If anyone wants to look into it in more detail, then just search up on the .gov website the modern day of modern day Bill of Human Rights Act reform, or you can go on our Telegram channel, which is Cheshire Matters, uh, no space, and there, there's links on there. But I'll try and summarise as best I can. In my opinion, the proposal doesn't really offer much in the way of rights we haven't already got, John, through common law rights and constitutional documents. Well, what rights have we got? I mean, you know, let's let's just make it clear now. I mean, well, we it to seems shortly, to yeah. be that Boris seems to be eroding those rights. Yeah, so I might touch on that bit. So what is the point of all of this? Well, I'll come to the point, yeah. So we've also got other fairy tale universal rights, the ones they refuse to ditch. But yes, I think it's just filled with lots of positive verbiage, as you said before, and stuff about rights and history. Yet, nowhere do I really see anything for this proposal on this free speech supremacy Dominic Raab was talking about. As in his foreword, he said particular focus on those quintessentially UK rights, such as trial by jury, which is already covered by Magna Carta and common law, and freedom of speech, which the government describes as a fundamental principle. And they express, wish, they express wishes to explore ways of strengthening the protection of freedom of expression in the Human Rights Act, but they only mention it briefly. That's it? Yeah. So, where is our freedom of speech? I don't know. I mean, they're hinting at um, academic institutions where there's intellectual debate, so only maybe the intellectuals are the ones who are allowed to have the... But it wasn't so long ago that they were actually having a go at the intellectual institutions for being a little bit woke. I'm sure I've just seen a clip before we came on of a minister being hounded off a university, screamed at Tory scum and all this stuff. So it's whatever they're doing is not working. I don't think we're going to get total all-out free speech. I mean, the government say they're in favour of upholding the right to freedom of expression, subject to countervailing grounds clearly spelt out by Parliament. Who would trust Parliament right now? Not many people, to be honest, John. 
So I don't think there's going to be a total supremacy for free speech unless there's all out free speech. But there's there's too many things in the way like malicious communications act and there's just too many people getting very very litigious about free speech. You can see it in everyday news with the mainstream or as you call them the lame stream. The lame stream, yeah. Press. They are lame, aren't they? Well, they're not actually they're pushing an agenda and depending on which newspaper you're looking at. I quite favor the Daily Mail in certain aspects, but I also like some of the really hard hitting stories that the Guardian do. Hmm. They, no, I know that you would disagree <laughs> with me there, but I'm... I, I have to dissect their stories on a regular basis because some well, of them are just insane, John. But th- yeah, it's not I try, all bad. Yeah. I try to see all different points of view, except when it comes to my wife telling me that I can't multitask. <laughs> She's probably right. <laughs> no, I, well, you know, I got daggers the other day when I turned around and I said, no, I find it extremely difficult being able to talk and annoy at the same time. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> like I've just annoyed you that. Yeah. over the Guardian. <laughs> I'm not annoyed. Now, look, if they, if, they, if they report on something and it seems logical, then we've reported on it on the podcast, haven't we? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it goes the other way, then we'll, we'll pick up on it. But you asked before, didn't you, about what this is really about? Yeah. I think after reading this, it's less to do with our rights and more to do with the human rights of criminals being used to avoid being deported and prisoners taking legal action against the state under, let's face it, ridiculous circumstances. So, and again, it's the same old tired dilemma of surrendering our sovereignty and those being in charge, in my opinion, too cowardly to reclaim it. Are they, are they really looking to do something? Or are they, you know, sort of, there's an expression for it. A wise man has something to say. A fool has to say something. Are these people acting like fools? That's a really good way of putting it, to be honest, John. Well, they're not acting like fools. <laughs> because I, I can't see what it is that they're looking to achieve within the reform bill. Do you know, the tactic seems to be to try and get the Supreme Court to use English law when reaching decisions rather than Strasbourg. But, okay, that's a good thing. But, do you, John, do you believe the judges that, let's say, they've had a tendency in the past to use Strasbourg law to the advantage of, let's face it, people who are a danger to the public, do you think they're going to stop doing this if that's still in the Bill of Rights that you have to consider this European law? Well, the one thing I agree with, and I agree with you on this, if they break our laws, they're out. End of story. They have no rights. But those rights have to be defined. And what I'm not seeing here is a clear definition of what our rights are. Now, you've just been trying to actually say, where is our freedom of speech? You're right. Now, where is it defined in there that we have freedom of speech? We'll move on to that in a second. To me, this feels like, do you remember David Cameron before the whole Brexit thing? And he he was trying to change things in Europe and it just wasn't happening. It feels like this again. I think the only way is is to leave, but we can talk about some rights and freedoms and where did they come from. And, Go ahead. You know, and perhaps maybe some other ways the government could fix this. So we look at freedoms. It's a bit of a minefield, isn't it? Mm. It's a bit subjective. I mean, some people actually view, have a view that we're not free at all because we've got limitations on, say, our bodies. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to go somewhere but you weren't well, that's out of your control, isn't it? Yeah. Um, jobs, laws, 
just rules in general. That's a fine opinion if that's what you think. Yeah. But I think there's, I mean, I've got theories that I think there's literal freedoms, isn't there? that are given to us by battles by our ancestors, as well as other freedoms that have been fought for by activism and, you know, campaigning and stuff, and they've been written into law. But I think the two main theories seem to be these, the first ones, these modern-day universal human rights, which they stem from uh, post-World War II, the likes of the UN, the European Council. And these are the things that seem to be holding us back, as we discussed in part two. And I actually think the government made a strong case for reform, in my opinion. Not too confident on their conclusions, but... Um, so do you think that Peter Hitchens had a point when he was advising that England secede from the Union and get all our rights back? I think he's got a massive point, and I'm going to go on shortly to, to, to explain how the English Constitution could fix a lot of these problems. With the go government. ahead, sir. Go ahead. So we've got the most commonly known and the strongest form of rights, freedoms, given to us in the form of constitutions and written documents. Now, to be honest, I wouldn't get too excited about these modern-day universal human rights. They're literally almost impossible to enforce universally. And more important, they're pretty selective. I mean, they went missing, didn't they, while countries were enforcing severe lockdowns. Mm -hmm. And there was a woman even in prison in Austria for insulting the prophet of Islam. That's not freedom of expression, is it, really? But as I say, the English Constitution gives rights to the English men and women. And this is supreme. As we discussed in the last one, no foreign power over our laws means our laws are the only laws that should be enforced. And I think this is the solution to all our problems, right here in English statute law. So, unless they pay attention to our law, it's show them the door. Should be. Now, you'll get the naysayers and the do-gooders turning around and saying, well, what about their human rights? What about our human rights? Exactly. What about all the indigenous people within the country? What about our rights? We've got an illustrious history for this, which is, which is worrying because in this, they hardly even mention the Bill of Rights in these proposals. It's only really when they're talking about the free speech that Parliament gets that they mention it. Well, they're the only ones. They have absolute privilege within the House. They do. Everybody else, in a certain, in a certain context, we have qualified privilege which is in court and in other situations when, say, for example, you are at an annual general meeting of a company. Yeah. If you make a statement, as long as you can qualify it, that is fine. Outside of all of that, we have a manipulation of the law by the Magic Circle solicitors who make a massive amount of money out of litigious issues about he said, she said, prove it, and then they go through it and then they actually dissect certain things. And that's what they do. And I, in a lot of ways, I would actually blame the legal establishment for continuance of certain things, which should be absolutely clear. Not that it's ever clear anymore, is it? Well, not with, not with this. I mean, I'm hoping that um, you know, these conversations with you will actually clarify a few things and get people to actually look and read up on these things and get the children to actually actually really, really understand what's going on. The answer is there right in front of us, which I can come to. Have we got time to go through a little bit of the history? Yeah, go or ahead. Should we just go straight no. to how we can fix it? No, go, 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 give us a little taste of the history. So we'll go through so a little bit of history. So during the Norman 
period, there was little legislation, to be honest. But it really popped up in things like the Charter of Liberties, which was also called the Coronation Charter, or the Statutes of the Realm, which was written pro- a proclamation by Henry I of England, and that was issued upon his accession to the throne. Good old Englishman. Yes, in 1100. Yes. Now, now this is where it kind of st- first started. It sought to bind the king to certain laws regarding the treatment of nobles, church officials, and individuals. Normally, it was aimed towards the rich and the barons and stuff. Okay. But we'll get back to that. So, a couple of the things in there. One of them was, if any baron or earl of mine shall die, his heirs shall not be forced to purchase their inheritance, but shall retrieve it through force of law and custom. So you can kind of see where the inheritance thing came from. Okay, yeah. Henry actually legislated about theft. He restored capital punishment, but the charter was generally ignored by monarchs until around 1213. And we had 1166, Henry II passed the Aziz of Clarendon Act, which was the front runner to trial by jury, and started the abolition of trial by combat, sadly. <laughs> trial? <laughs> Can we demand that to this day? Do I would like Henry? to have a trial by combat with Boris Johnson. It wasn't all good, was it? <laughs> no. Could have kept that one. Mr. Slug, go ahead. Yeah, so we, the various monarchs made solemn charters and promises over the years until we get to Magna Carta. That was King John and the Barons who were having a bit of a beef. So that was 1215, that got brought brought out again in 1216, 1217 and 1225, and that was intended to protect the barons' rights. But in 1225, it was reissued to apply to all men. So that's What was that, 12? 12? 1225. Okay, and it was to apply to all men. Yes, and that's been the And when they use the word men, they, they're talking Englishmen. about all, yeah, but not just Englishmen, yeah, English Englishmen. women as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. English men and women in the realm. Okay. England. So that was uh, that was the inspiration for many other constitutions across the globe. There were similar bedrock documents can be found in other parts of the UK. The legacy of rights protection in Northern Ireland, for example, can be traced back to Magna Carta. Ooh, that's interesting. In 1216, there were 63 clauses in Magna Carta dealing with uh, mostly the regulations of feudal customs and the justice system. Now, clauses included the restoration of peace, granting taxes, debt and the church but there's only four actually left now as a lot of it was repealed due to only being relevant to a medieval political system feudalism so oh yeah well the feudalism now has changed i mean the the corporates are the new barons i think they probably are john yes you know and they are controlling a feudal system whereby the new barons did you know that uh the average ceo of a big company is now earning between 3.6 and 4 million pounds a year. Wow. Really? And I was only discussing something with a very knowledgeable... I think we need um, a career change. I know. A very (laughs) knowledgeable uh, employee of a supermarket, unnamed. And I had a quick chat with him, and he said to me this morning, he said, did you know that wholesale gas prices have gone down by nearly 36%? Really? And then he said, but our prices that we pay for our household bills have gone up by 54%. That makes sense, doesn't it? I said to him, well, that doesn't seem right, does it? No. And he just said, profiteering. That's so, another good way of putting it. It is. So were the barons at that time profiteering? So. Were they taking advantage? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I say that now. a spanner in the works now. I know. No, I know. I know what you mean, yeah. Were they? Because they were looking after their own interests. They were. But this is how it's evolved, you see. Isn't it? So. But, it, uh, it? but they did say it applies to everybody. Yeah. And it evolved 
the Magna Carta says those rights we've still got today, which was jury trial, legal certainty, the rule of law, and habeas corpus, which is the right not to be detained without charge indefinitely. So you need to define the charge that you're being arrested under. It would help, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, that doesn't happen on a Saturday night in Liverpool. It doesn't, does it? <laughs> It's a shame, but <laughs> back of the van. Yeah, but this foundation into English law established the idea that people possess certain unalienable rights that cannot be overruled by anyone, not even the king. Now, in in twelve ninety seven, Magna Carta was reissued by the barons. But this time, it was entered into statute rolls of England uh, after I think Edward imposed harsh taxes. Yeah. So history shows Magna Carta didn't last long, as we're led to believe. You mean you can see from the behaviour of some of the ruthless monarchs over the centuries. Monarchs. Monarchs. Nineteen. Scratching my voice. Yeah. Yeah. This was. I'm a rapper. Now this was called the Dark Age in English legal history, but it wasn't until the 17th and 18th centuries it started to have an influence on our legal system via English jurists such as William Blackstone and people like that, and he heavily influenced the creation of the Declaration of Independence in the US of A. You're very knowledgeable, sir. Then we had the Petition of Rights, 1628, and that was Edward Coke who presented to the king. That was based on Magna Carta. Then we have 1679, Habeas Corpus Act, which was the unlawful imprisonment that outlawed that and then came the daddy or we should the granddaddy which was the english bill of rights the, the, the proper one and that was a result of what was called the glorious revolution basically catholic king james was replaced by william of orange and james's daughter mary had to have a protestant on the throne you see mm. and that bill set out the rights of the individuals and parliament as well as limitations on the crown okay that was things like no suspending of laws uh, without the consent of Parliament, no taxes without Parliament say so. And then there was subject rights, which are for us. I'll just read a couple of them because I know we're short for time. The right to petition the king and any punishments for that are illegal. Um, freedom of election, freedom of speech in Parliament, excessive bail. And, yeah, we'll just move on a little bit so we uh, make some time. But, I mean, it's often said that Britain doesn't have a written constitution, John, but that's, that's incorrect. So we do? Yeah, it's just not in a single codified document, which makes it harder to understand, but it actually makes it easier to amend. You know, unlike some countries who have this elaborate amendment process. Well, America does. So it does. Would it, would it be a good thing if it was codified and brought together? It, it would, but I mean, the amount of laws people want to put through now it, it just be getting amended every 10 seconds well we so just think about it you know well let's mark you said on the last podcast you're now king so Hell can yeah. we not can we not get you to turn around and say right this is what we're going to do and anybody that disagrees with me off with their head well that's right oh come on how we can fix it our oh please do our constitution supreme it. by the way of precedence the statements by judges it's backed up by the bill of rights and magna carta assures supremacy and sovereignty of the law so everybody should be equal under the law, even the monarch. Yep. And this is meant to prevent the king from exploiting their power. It's like the politics. I think we need to get the politicians reined in, actually. I think they're turning into the king. But So how can we fix it? So I think if this is to be done properly, John, we need to end all foreign influence over our laws and uphold the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. Well, does that mean that we stop all the Russian donors to the Conservative Party? Yes. Off with their heads. Yeah, we, we'll look after that money for them. <laughs> spend that wisely now the constitution is definitely the solution john because it forbids 
foreign power over our laws in the first place in the Bill of Rights. Okay. So this could all end. So it talks of the rights of uh, inherited rights of Englishmen, not some theoretical notion of rights of natural rights of all these men. Wouldn't that make it easier to deport foreign nationals? Yeah, it would work a hell of a lot easier. Straight away. We could we could still respect many of the articles of the uh, the European Convention on well, Human yeah, Rights. Well, yeah, we government. can give them a glance. No, we can include them in legislation, but then interpret them our way, free from Strasbourg case law, remove yep. all their precedents, start yep. again. I think maybe the creation of a written document entered into the statute probably will be preferable, to be honest. I think written constitutional statute law holds more weight than constitutional statute law. But once again, foreign influence needs to be removed from the situation to fix this. Right. Then you're just left with our Human Rights Act. Now, I'd simply advise them to amend this for the purpose needed, because I'm going to be honest, I don't think the current government are suitable or trustworthy enough to be put in charge of something like this. Oh, so they're not even... Far too important. They're, they're not even trustworthy to be in put in charge of the country, full stop. They make a mess of everything they do, don't they? Yeah, they absolutely do. Well, mess, uh, that is a, I would say that that is a conservative description. Well, I'll try and sub- They've trampled all over our rights, haven't they? Yes, they Lined have. their own pockets. Yep. Ignored their own rules. Yep. Ruined the economy. Yep. Healthcare. Yep. Children. Yep. Made everyone skinned. Yep. So it feels to me like we should be handing them some petition of rights rather than this <laughs> contradictory right. nonsense, or, John. Or handing it to the Queen. Yes, petition the Queen and say, can you sort these people out? Because yes, get it boxed off. Well, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but... Just before you actually literally I'm nearly done. You know, disappear, Liz, could you actually do something about these people? That is meant to be her job via her coronation yep, I get it. But all right, I know she's, you know she's old now and stuff. Well, it's a constitutional monarchy. Well, we discussed last night. Is it, though, anymore? Parliament seems to think they're, the, they're supreme, so... God, they get on my nerves. Go ahead. You know. Go on, give it, give it, round it up. Go ahead. So, yeah, it feels like we should be handing them some kind of petition. So I think rather than include... I think we need important safeguards to protect the public from the government, the police, the judiciary when they're out of line. Yeah. That's not in here at all. And then we've... Cut, but instead of that, what do we get? the watering down of the ministerial code. That's right. And the weakening of that ministerial code under Boris, because he just, he literally, I'm, I am so fearful of what's going to be left after that guy goes, because there's no doubt he is going. I said this to Steve, there'll be nothing left, will there? No. I mean, I know sometimes the left, so to speak, they jump on anything and, and, and overblow it. Yeah. I think in this, in this situation, I'm not sure they are, because... This just gives them more room to abuse their power. Oh, uh, he's doing as much as he can before he leaves. He knows he's on his way out. There's no two ways about it. And he is definitely, definitely feathering his historical nest. I mean, what the hell is he doing changing everything back to pounds and ounces, imperial measures? That's just, uh, I know it's English, but as I said before in the, in the uh, podcast the other night, is he going to give us 240 pennies in the pound? That would be good. <laughs> Can they add up? I mean, I don't know. Again, it's window dressing, isn't it? It it's, is. It's, we, we all want to return to some kind of patriotism, and this isn't what we mean. No, They're so out it. of touch, they just don't know. It's rearranging chairs on the deck of the Titanic, sir. Ooh, everyone wants us to be patriotic, and I'll tell you what, we'll bring back the old stuff. Yes. Y- yes and no, Boris. It's just... Look, I, I, so when are we going to take over India again? 
no famines this time, please. <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm going to say this again, and we've said this over the last couple of years. Well, I have anyway. It feels to me like tyranny and not dissimilar to past dictatorships whose names I feel are probably quite overused these days, but I've yeah. got no other way of describing what's going on. It's incredible. Well, just to sum up, what do you think of this human rights act reform this modern bill of rights if i'm being honest it started off well lots of po positive words about our history and what they're going to do they made a very strong case for reform then when i read what the, the options and the plans i just felt like banging my head against the wall john because it just feels like we're just it's the same argument when we left the eu about foreign laws okay and it's very easily fixed by the constitution i'll fix it tomorrow but well, in that case, then, then, we're going to have to make you king, sir. Please. And you're going to have to right, actually... Maybe I couldn't fix it tomorrow. It's a bit more difficult than that, but I, definitely the English Constitution would help immensely to solve these problems. Well, fair enough. Well, I've had a wonderful time discussing these. Enjoy And them. we're going to bring this to an end, and then we will start on another special between oh, yes. us. Plenty more to Head come. to head with the pub landlord and stats. Yes. A good conversation. Enjoyed it, John. I'm sure that our man, the Raven, is going to start getting jealous. I'll be back with the boys, won't we, this week? Indeed. Yes. Indeed. Look forward to that, too. Okay, sir. Well, in that case, then, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome, sir. I, great conversation. Let's get out of here. Yes. Do you really think that the Raven's going to get jealous? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we should do one with the gazelle as well. Oh, just, I, I just, I'm just winding more. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs>